1: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
2: Talking purple right now on the ride with Royce. Ben Gessling
3: covers the Vikings here with Ben Gessling. Ben Gessling joining us now. It's Viking Star Tribune beat writer Ben Gessling.
4: Ben Gessling's with us. Uh, covered the Super Bowl yesterday, of course. I wrote the uh, lead for the Star Tribune. I still refuse to believe we saw saw more yards accumulated yesterday than any game in NFL history. I don't believe that stat. Uh,
3: more than any Super Bowl in NFL history. I, don't, I, thought, I, don't it more, I thought it
4: was more than any game, wasn't it? I thought uh, it was more than any game, but maybe I'm I, wrong.
3: I, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't look it up on that level. I, I um, know it was the most for any Super Bowl. Oh, and they oh heavens, yes. By, yeah. They hit that by the middle of the third quarter. It was... As uh, Andrew Kramer said, it it felt like a Big Twelve football game. Yeah, it did.
4: We all we all had the same thought. It was Baylor, uh, Baylor with Bryce Petty against uh, Pat Mahomes with uh, Texas Texas Tech. Tech. It was what happened? How come? uh, Now it's beginning to. There's there's more to this Malcolm Butler story than meets the eye. Obviously, supposedly marijuana, and I mean those are the rumors flying around. But uh, what? How how could I? I guess I'm having a harder time believing that the Eagles left so many guys completely wide open. Is that just playing so much man-to-man? What the the hell happened? They had a lot of busted coverages.
3: Yeah, they really did. And I think a lot of it was, you know, yeah, they were playing man, and and Tom Brady is certainly going to pick that apart. And they they play a lot of single high-safety stuff anyway. But, uh, you know, I mean, just all the the downfield plays, it was really – Pretty remarkable how often he was able. To, I mean, both teams, but certainly him, just because you don't associate a him and b his receivers with with downfield speed quite as much, and especially you know, after Brandon,
4: hit, especially after Brandon Cooks goes out of the
3: game, right, right. I mean, the fact that they were able to hit so many of those really was, you know, I guess it shows you that you can make plays on that defense if if you have the right, you know, offensive. I mean, it, you know, part of it I think too was how much protection both yes. teams got. I mean, there was yeah. no pressure on either one of those quarterbacks.
4: And the big thing with the Eagles, their claim to fame defensively, is they can get home with four, right? They can at least yes. hurry you with four, and they did not hurry him until finally Brandon Graham knocked the ball out of his hand. Yeah,
3: and I, you know, my my story for the, for the Super Bowl section that we did on Sunday, I, I kind of talked about if there's been a recipe mm-hmm. to beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, it's been what the Giants have done, where you can get to him with four, and that's kind of the – A trump card that any NFL defense can play on a quarterback, but that certainly has been the recipe for beating Brady is you can affect him that way. And and the fact that they didn't do that and still won the game. I mean, a lot of that to me is a credit to Nick folds credit to Doug Peterson for saying, I'm going to keep going after you. And and that really, you know, it turned into the kind of game where their offense had to go win it for him, which I didn't think was going to be the way it went, but uh, I mean, give folds credit, give that offense credit for, for standing up to the task and and you know staring the giant in the face and knocking him down,
4: I was amazed that uh, that uh, Belichick didn't go on fourth and a foot down there because you knew right then you already knew it was only nine to three, but both teams were running up and down the field. You knew that you needed touchdowns, and the fact that he they didn't get the field goal, but the fact they were settling for a field goal shocked me because it was a foot.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it had that feel early of the game, the kind of game where you were going to have to be. And scoring every time down. I mean, you saw Doug Peterson do it too, where he, you know, he, he clearly thought that. I mean, you could argue with the decision to, to keep chasing points on, you know, after they missed the, yeah. the extra point, and then he, you know, goes for the two point conversion and, and misses that too. You can argue that that probably was a little foolhardy and a little early to do that, but he certainly thought this is going to be the kind of game where every point is going to matter. And in the end, I mean, you know, if they if they've been able to punch it in there, then you're only down four instead of eight at the end of the game. And, and you don't, I mean, you're still going to have a hard task to, to get in the end zone, but if you do, you win the game. And you're not just trying to tie it and, and send it to overtime.
4: Uh, the cliche is, but I think it's more than a cliche is the Eagles weren't afraid to beat him. Peterson wasn't afraid to beat him. He, you know, so many teams have had him beat Jacksonville. Most recently Atlanta last year, uh, uh, other teams that, and pulled their punches, tried to sit on the lead. Uh, the Philadelphia said, "Nah, we're gonna. They're gonna keep attacking the whole game."
3: Yeah, and and the the analogy I used in the first paragraph of my story is it felt like Bob May and Tiger Woods at Valhalla yeah. trading birdies, and and what do we always see with Tiger Woods in these situations? He's a guy that hasn't been there, and and Woods gets hot, and it's like, okay, you know, I they start getting in their heads, and and you see that happen with you saw it certainly happen with the Falcons last year. You see it happen with the Jaguars. I mean, some of these teams that have been through it. And now with Tom Brady and, and you know Teddy Bruski I was talking to him last week, and he said a lot of these inexperienced teams don't realize how much time there is still left in a game for something to happen. And and Doug Peterson, whether he realized that based on what other teams had done, I, I think a lot of that was his approach the whole season. We certainly saw him do that against the Vikings, and I think that's how he's going to handle things as a coach. But I mean that a lot of times I think is the approach you have to take against a team like that to say forget it, we are not going to let your resume and what you've done in the past affect what you're doing right now. You're going to have to prove you're still that good and come beat us. And Tom Brady was certainly very good, but, uh, you know, the fact that the Eagles were as aggressive as they were, yep. you know, was a different thing. Well, the these
4: third down plays are just unbelievable what they've done against the Vikings. And now the Patriots, what 10 and 10 out of 14 was it against the Vikings? And, yeah. something like, and now they were, they were about the same yesterday, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, and against the Vikings too, it's 10 out of 14 against the defense yeah, that had, right. Been better on third downs than anybody in the league since 1991. So, I mean, they, they yeah, it's it's an impressive operation. I mean, you, know, you, <laughs> you you know, and I think Jeff Scoggins wrote it, and he and I certainly talked about it. It's once you set aside their fans, then you know every yeah. fan base has that. They certainly have more of them, but it is a it's an impressive operation. They have a lot of likable guys. Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, yeah. the offensive coordinator, the old yeah. backup for Jim Kelly, was a lot of fun to talk to this week, and they just I. They get it, and, and offensively, they certainly get what they have and to do with very, the personnel
4: they have. They're very big in this. Uh, they call them analytics, but they aren't really hardcore analytics. They're analytics about going for it on fourth and two and stuff like that. They're very into that stuff, uh, which is kind of take becoming all the rage here in football, too.
3: It It is, and I, I the, the thing I will give them credit for with that is, I mean, the, the numbers certainly show that you should do that over time, and as that becomes the conventional wisdom they're probably at less risk of this but in my opinion it's always coaches always don't do it because they're afraid of what's going to happen if they fail they're afraid of getting asked about and the second guessing that comes in and the, the you know the missed opportunity that can come you know come as a result of that but over time i mean it's like in baseball season if you, if you do it enough over time you're going to come out ahead more often than not and and Doug peterson i think in a lot of situations says okay this is what the numbers say and and to give him credit for in the times that it, that he goes and tries it, you know that there's a possibility it won't work, and you'll have to face the music. But he goes and does it anyway.
4: Uh, oh boy, they got themselves a great asset now in Falls because I mean, it's uh, people are saying, "Well, you know, what are they going to do with Carson Wentz now? Well, they're going to play him." Uh, but now you got you got a year left on Foles, right? They they got him. Yep. they signed him to a two year deal. They yep. can trade him for a two, don't you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the stock is certainly as high as it's going to be. I mean, it's a little bit like Case Keenum in the sense yes. of, you know, he had this great year, and you still know that over the course of his career he hasn't been that great. But the question a lot of people will have to ask, I think, is, is he is he this good or is he just this good in this system for a limited amount of time? I mean, that's always the evaluation you have to make. But, yeah, from the Eagles' perspective, certainly – you try to, to sell high. I mean, you know, Doug Peterson didn't want to get into it this morning, but I mean, come on, Carson Wentz is going to be a starting quarterback yes, there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he would have been the league MVP if he'd stayed healthy.
4: Yeah, and uh, what what did surprise me about Foles? He's got more arm than I thought. I mean, he he's, he throws a twenty yard ball on a line when uh, when he has to when he wants to.
3: Yeah, I mean he's he's got a bigger arm than Keenum does. I mean, those yes. like, You know, we keep talking about those two guys together because they used to be teammates, but. Keenum is more mobile, um, and I think Keenum has probably, over the you know, certainly over the course of this year, played at a at a higher level than Folt in the time that he was in in the regular season. But Folt had that great year when he first became the Eagles starting quarterback, where he had like twenty seven touchdowns and two interceptions or something. And so, I mean, he's a guy that somebody may take a look at him and say, we do have some uh, somewhat of a past of him doing it. And you know, everybody's desperate enough for quarterback play, and you have enough coaches that have that. Mentality of I'm going to be the one to get it out of him. It would not surprise me at all if somebody, you know, gets it in their head that okay, if we if we give up a decent high pick for him, you know, this could be our guy, or at least a bridge to the guy that we draft later on.
4: Howie Roseman threw a little salt in the wound there on the Bradford trade oh, man. Uh, in the in the Star Tribune story, where he said, uh, "Yeah, well, not only did we get the number one, and the, is it a third rounder or whatever, fourth rounder? fourth rounder this year, uh, number one and fourth rounder, but." They were trying to sign Alshon Jeffrey. They cleared us of the money for us to sign Alshon Jeffrey, and they no longer had the money. So he basically said they gave us Alshon Jeffrey too, which was uh, that had to hurt Spielman's feelings,
3: probably. And, and the Vikings had some interest in Alshon Jeffrey last spring yeah. as well.
4: So, yeah, that's what I I'm mean, saying. Yeah, yeah,
3: there were a lot, and then Derek Barnett, the guy they took, has yes. has a strip sack and had a very impressive rookie season. So I mean that. That trade, for me, continues to be one that is hard to put into the proper context because the the numbers and, and the way it's played out, unequivocally the Eagles won it. There's no question about that. But it was always going to be the kind of trade that was going to be hard for the Vikings to win unless they shot the moon with Sam Bradford and he took them to the Super Bowl last year. You probably were not going to come out ahead on that. And I get why they did it you know, at the time. Do you do it? I mean, if you had to do that again in the same situation, do you do it again? Probably, I guess. And you know, you could make a case that you go for a guy that you don't have to give up a first runner to get. I mean, you could you could play all those scenarios out, and we have the benefit of of hindsight, which you know we of course don't at the time. But yeah, I mean, the the, the pure math of it, the Eagles certainly won that trade, and uh, it doesn't mean the Vikings shouldn't have made it, but it certainly is a big reason why the Eagles were where they were this season.
4: Yeah, it's uh, it is uh, hard to believe uh, that even watching them play Atlanta, you know, when in the first round of the playoffs, yeah, they were just they were just trying to hang on. They weren't taking any chances. They were trying to win a defensive struggle, and it it is incomprehensible to me to to compare that to these two offensive performances yeah. they finished with. It's just incredible.
3: Yeah, and and I guess that's one of the things you look for in an NFL team, right? I mean, the ability yeah. to win games more than one way. It's not that their offense was that great. I mean, Nick Foles. It was efficient that night against Atlanta, and, yeah. and there were, I think there was a lot of you know, people flipping around, and they probably affected at least some of the scoring in that game, but they were able to shut down a, an yeah. offense that was you know, scoring 500-something points last year, and then they blew blow the Vikings out and then win an offensive duel with the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I mean, I guess in some ways, you have to give them credit for saying, we can beat you a number of different ways, and oh, by the way, it's without our MVP caliber quarterback.
4: All right. Hey, thanks, Ben. Sounds good. Okay, Ben Gesling, among the uh, Star Tribune uh, folks who uh, did some great stuff involving this uh, Super Bowl, Uh, 20-page special section on Sunday and 14 more pages on Monday. That's a lot of newsprint devoted to the Super Bowl, but uh, a lot of good stuff in there, too. Uh, We'll uh, be back. This is The Ride with Ricey.
1: In the game. First and 10 at the 21. Pulls on the center. He comes right back to Blunt. Blunt across the top The 15. The tight. The 9. a train is in the end zone. 21 yards.
4: We have brought back Sports Person of the Day. Thank God. I'm not sure we're fully committed to it, but we're experiencing it. And sometimes we might forget. And we're experienced. we uh, that's been known. In fact, we were thinking of adding this segment, what we forgot to talk about today. But uh <laughs> Garrett Blount is the sports person of the day after Sunday Super Bowl here in the Twin Cities. You know what I love about him? He's proof that character issues are overrated. That's true. Right. (laughs) LeGarrette Blanc, when he was ripping down the field on that 21-yard run Mm -hmm. and nobody wanted anything to do with tackling him, Do you think anybody cared about his character issues? You uh, don't think anybody
0: thought about the time he played for Oregon and tried to knock out a player from Boise State?
2: Uh, He did knock out a player (laughs) from Boise State. He He socked him a good one. He did.
4: He did. And by the way, that caused him to go undrafted Mm -hmm, in the NFL, even though he was a first-rounder before that happened. I'll
2: never forget when he was playing for the Buccaneers, that crazy run he had at Lambeau Mm -hmm. where he broke, like, 12 tackles for, like, a 60-yard touchdown.
4: He is – last year he goes for New England he goes for uh let me look it up he goes for 1161 yards 299 carries in the postseason he goes uh you know goes for another 130 yards he's their main back, and they won't give him a contract they they went and talked they went and signed this Gillis Lee instead right
2: mm-hmm. uh-huh.
4: they won't give him a contract he's he's a two-time. Expatriate. They had him, got rid of him, brought him back, right? Yeah, because the Two-time first time they expatriate.
2: had him, he left and went to Pittsburgh. And then yes, he, he left Pittsburgh in and went back to New England. Yeah. He was
4: there in 13, went to Pittsburgh. Then he and Le'Veon Bell uh, got got stopped driving day before training camp opened, right? Yep, I believe day so. Day before yep. training camp. And apparently when the uh, police pulled them over and they opened the windows, there was a, a cloud of...
2: <laughs> A cloudy substance <laughs> a coming cloudy out of the substance.
4: window. <laughs> and uh, so the Pittsburgh basically let him go at the end of that year, and New England brought him in. And I got go. suspended they, they because of that. Him, they picked him up during that season, mm-hmm. New England in 2014. Yeah. And then they let him go again, and uh, and he ended up in Philadelphia, helping them win. And he was running with a little extra juice uh, yes, yesterday, he was. didn't you think? I mean, each time they gave him the ball, it was like, oof. I really want to tackle him. You know what he's listed at? Six foot, 250. Yeah. Six foot,
2: 250. Do do, do, do we know how Andrew Sandejo is doing after that? uh, After Laguerre trucked him in the NFC Championship game.
4: Yes. LeGarrette. He is... He's one of the last of the great, great power runners. You know, he's a, the poor man's Earl Campbell. Well, and know? it goes <laughs> to
0: show you too that you know when they went out to go get a Ajayi from Miami, that Peterson had a vision for his backs. I want you know bowling balls to yeah. smash through people. Well, that's...
4: and the amazing thing about yesterday is Corey Clement might have played two plays against the Vikings, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't. They. I kept wondering why they. I kept wondering even if he was active, and then yesterday. They have him on the field half the time, including throwing the touchdown. How many passes did he, he caught? He caught a lot. Four or five passes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, another, uh, as I said on Twitter, and, I, you know, I felt kind of bad about this, but I had to do it anyway, that uh, James White scored another touchdown. And then <laughs> yeah, Corey, I saw Clement, this. This Corey Clement scored, you know, had sure. the big day. And mm-hmm. I said, Badgers ripping it up, tearing it up. In In Minneapolis, Minneapolis, that's not unusual.
0: (laughs) You even had to troll Gopher fans at the Super Bowl. How about
4: James White, though? He scored seven touchdowns in his last four playoffs. He scored three touchdowns last year. He was good again yesterday, too, man. they, They didn't. Of course, they. They got in another one of those situations the second half. They just never ran. Never, they just threw the ball all mm-hmm.
2: over the place. But, but he's like, so good in the passing game, too, that he can be a factor there, too. Just I just,
4: like uh, Le- LeGarrette Blount's 30 now, and he'll be somewhere else next yeah, year. Yeah, he'll be I mean, on a one-year really deal weird. somewhere next year. I just yeah.
0: saw a number. Can this possibly be true? Tom Brady has thrown for 2,700 yards in the Super Bowl.
2: It sounds about right. Well, eight of them. He had Five hundred and five
4: yesterday. Eight of them. So that's an average of three. Well, what? Well, wow. think about this:
2: almost a thousand in the last two Super Bowls alone. Yes. I mean, because he had four hundred and sixty yeah, right. some last yeah, year. he, had, wow. the re- he yeah. had the
4: record. You know, and then he going into this yesterday. game. Yeah. yeah. But those ha- those numbers at the end of the third quarter would astounded me. I all of a sudden somebody said, "You know, they get five you know, they've already set the Super Bowl record for total yardage. I got to check, by the way. If that, I thought that I saw that this I, was the most I'm yards ever. I'm with you. Ever. I thought I now, saw ben, that, too. You know, things are so chaotic as they're sure. out numbers and stuff. But uh, I thought I saw that it was the most yards ever in an NFL game.
0: I thought I saw that as well. That's why I agreed with you mm-hmm. earlier. Because NBC had that. During the broadcast, and I know you were there, but the NBC had that during the fourth quarter of the game yesterday.
4: He is, uh, and, the, and they all, he's the first guy in history to throw for 500 yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions and get beat. Of course, the Patriots didn't punt guys? yesterday. They didn't, uh, they didn't punt. even punt yesterday. They didn't punt. The only and they thing, lost. The only <laughs> thing the punter did was butcher a snap. I thought it was more on him than the snap. I did too. Yeah, he uh, boxed it. But you know that they had that. They either had powder or paint or something, the dummies, right between the 20s and the 30s. Oh, for
0: the for the yeah. logo, the Super yeah, Bowl the logo. logo yeah. right, at, yeah.
4: right at the, usually put those things off to the side or something. They put them right in the middle, and at the one end, it must have been uh, slippery or something. Fresh. Because the last time Gotskowski kicked from down there, he went over to the hash and kicked it from there. To stay yeah. out out of this stuff,
0: you weren't you you were obviously there, so you weren't able to catch much of the pregame show. But you know who was great? I thought was John Harbaugh. He was part of the NBC mm. crew with Dungey and Rodney Harrison and Dan Patrick, and he was pointing out how you know the surface and things like that, and how. This will play into the Eagles' favor because they're more of a sp- spread. Te- he absolutely nailed like seven different things going into that game, and he talked about the surface being one of them. Oh, it benefited the Eagles greatly. I
4: don't think that Jim and John's got the kind of team that's going to win a Super Bowl forty-one thirty-three. Wow, no, man, no, prob-
2: probably not.
4: Uh,
2: but uh, Garrett Blunt, by the way, guys. Yeah. Three Super Bowl rings, three,
4: three Super Bowl rings. Yeah, where's the first one? Was, two, two with New with the England, Patriots,
2: two yeah. with the Patriots. Yeah, because yeah. he was on that team yeah, that right. beat the Seahawks.
4: Yeah, okay. And one right. TKO in college yes. football. <laughs> yeah, the guy probably deserved it. That's true. He had it okay. coming. Uh, ju- JUCO guy, and then went to Oregon, and then they made a big deal out of it because he knocked the guy out. Yeah, and then, uh, and then he didn't get. <laughs> that's just cra- it, it's crazy. It's crazy to a think. Career though, he's a first round talent. In better.
0: fact, the guy well, he punched wasn't he a Viking? Uh, Crichton.
2: Scott Crichton? Oh yeah. No, it, no I, know it
0: was
2: I don't know. I don't. know if it was him. I gotta find out who it you was. We have to look it up. But what always astonishes me is we talk about how big and bruising LeGarrette Blount is. Played for Chip Kelly. Yeah. At Oregon. Like well, he <laughs>
4: can. You know, he's not slow. Right, no, he's he can. He's, he's fast, freak, man. Yeah. He's an athletic freak, but uh, he's also our sports person of the day. That's right, because yes. I love guys with character issues who are out <laughs> kicking ass, man. That's a bonus to be sports person of the day.
1: And here's Johnny Height with a sports update. Thanks. Uh... Well, thanks. This update is sponsored by Concordia University Online Learning. Get on track to a successful business career with Concordia University St. Paul. Learn online or on campus. Learn more about their business degrees at online.csp.edu. Bovada. Released at Super Bowl 53 odds, just mere hours after the Eagles beat the Patriots last night in Super Bowl 52. Isn't that kind of like releasing a mock draft the day after the draft is over? Pretty much. Got yeah. it. Uh, not surprisingly, both teams from last night's game are high on the list for next season. The Patriots with the strongest odds of winning next year's Super Bowl at 5-1. to While well, the Eagles are tied for second at 9-1. to one. Uh, They're tied at 9-1 to one for second with the Packers. The Vikings check in next at 12 to 1 and rounding out the top 10. The Steelers at 14 to 1. And the Cowboys, Rams, Saints, Falcons, and 49ers all at 18 to 1. What? Mm-hmm. The 49- well, I suppose Garoppolo's oh, yeah. pretty good. Good finish to the season. Sure. Uh, the odds, of course, change as the uh, offseason progresses. So
0: outside of the Browns, who had the worst odds? Do you, do you know? I,
1: I did. I looked at the whole list, but I well, guess Well, it's got to be Cleveland. It's got to be last. They have to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm assuming. Uh, well, Super Bowl Fifty Two did turn into a memorable game for watching. Fewer Americans apparently were watching the Eagles' victory over New England. Trump
0: Lakers. was right, Patrick.
1: The NFL <laughs> is losing viewers. Uh, it was watched by an average of one hundred and three point four million oh, people, no. according to Nielsen. That's the lowest viewership of a Super Bowl since uh, the Steelers and the Cardinals played back in February of two thousand nine. However, don't panic yet. <laughs> yes, the one hundred and three point four million audience is topped only by the past 8 Super Bowls and the 1983 finale of MASH. So People uh, keep
4: trying to figure out the decline in ratings. Cord cutters. Yeah. People watching streaming, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kids watching on their phone. Mm-hmm. It's cord cutters, it's not. They just got 600 million for 11 Thursday night
1: games. You think <laughs> you think the networks the networks see them as their only salvation. Yeah. Well, in fact, NBC released a statement today saying, with an all-time top-ten audience, the Super Bowl once again proves it's the most dominant and consistent property on yeah. Well,
4: uh, I don't know how you turn that one off.
1: How no, you can, how can no. you
4: watch that game and turn it off? That's exactly. a hell of a game.
1: Uh, I didn't have any problem at all. Well, yeah. <laughs> You're a strange dude, man. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about Your that. Your tweets were very entertaining mm-hmm. over the weekend. It's okay. the effect of alcohol. Uh, at the end of the 20s... I'm going to go back to all day drinking. I really miss Was
4: the bride out of town, or did you just go down in the basement?
1: Yeah, basement. Okay. Okay. Me and tequila in the yeah. basement. <laughs> the, I did that with Tangeray a few times. At the end of the
0: season... I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs>
1: the end of the season, Mm -hmm. Chief 61-year-old assistant head coach Brad Childress hinted at retirement. Well, he is not retiring. I think the Chiefs hinted at his retirement. I don't (laughs) think he did. He is not retiring. Uh, He's going to reunite with Matt Nagy in Chicago. He will be the offensive consultant for the Bears. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is a native of the Chicago area, Childress. He's from the far west suburb, Aurora, where he graduated from Mermion Academy and then Eastern Illinois Illinois University. Eastern Illinois,
4: him and Tony Romo.
1: Children's. And his coach, his high school
4: coach, was mm-hmm. Chuck Dickerson, the uh, defensive coordinator that Smokey Joe brought in to save his job <laughs> in 1983. And then the coach for the Buffalo Bills, who Basically taunted the Redskins before the Super Bowl here. Oh, that's fired. right. That was his high school coach, Chuck Dickerson. He made fun of the hogs, right? Wasn't that the bit? Yeah, he did. He was
1: Then, <laughs> then they get their ass kicked and boom, he was like gone Tuesday. <laughs> Childress and Nagy worked together for the previous five years in Kansas City on Andy Reid's staff. Chuck came up with the defensive plan to use against Nebraska in
4: uh in eighty oh, three. Uh we were going to go he's quoted in Sid's column on Saturday morning. We're gonna go after him. Sure. To the point they didn't cover Irvin Fryer out in the stat in this that well, at the third play of the game, Turner Gill Urban Friars over in the right flat. Uh, nobody's over his, here. Waving his hand at him, and they throw a little pass, and he runs 70 yards down the
0: field. Wasn't that the the game, too, where when we had Pete Najarian here in studio, he, he said, I lost more skin in my elbows than at the other game in history. <laughs> well, he had, like,
4: 22 tackles, but unfortunately they were all 14 yards down the field. <laughs> I got him! 84-13.
1: Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We're going to go after him. Mm-hmm. As expected, Matt Patricia, named coach of the Detroit Lions, today he becomes their 27. 7th head coach in franchise history. This is the most lion thing that you can
4: have. <laughs> they hire the defensive genius just after he gave up 550 <laughs> yards to the Eagles.
1: Yeah. The 43-year-old Patricia spent his entire NFL coaching career in New England, starting as an offensive assistant, working his way up to defensive coordinator by 2012. He said in a statement, This position comes with great responsibility, and I will commit every ounce of my energy to this football team. My family's excited to become part of this Wonderful city. Baseball note, Bartolo Colon. Yes! signed him. Cheap Poll ads. Yeah, wouldn't re-sign him. He no, signed we him. wouldn't re-sign him. Minor league deal with the Texas Rangers. If he makes the Rangers roster, he earns $1.75 million. He'll also have a chance to earn a million and a quarter in incentives. The contract has a March 24th opt-out date for Colon. We can still get him. Uh, yep. If he hasn't been added to their major league roster by March 24th, he can opt out of The deal. Fad Levine won't
2: mind doing a deal with his former team, the Texas Rangers, to bring Bartolo (laughs) back, would he? Why why hasn't Darvish signed yet? What's going on? Let's go here.
4: Pitchers and catchers report in a week. I I think they want too much length. They want five, six years,
1: and teams want to give them three at big money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And perhaps lost in the Super Bowl weekend events, Carly Wagner became the fifth player in Gopher women's program history to score 2,000 points in her career. Unfortunately, the Gophers lost that game that she did it in. Gophers now 17-6 and overall and 6 6 They're going to the tournament. Mm. Coach
4: Stallings needed this, too. She was going to get
1: fired, but uh, they're they're having a pretty good year. All
4: right, Johnny, thank you. You bet.
1: The ride with Royce now continues. Personal file, 69. Offense is giving them the business.
2: It's time for Late Hits.
4: Philadelphia has decided to hold its parade for the Eagles uh, on Thursday rather than Wednesday. Uh, so they when, can clear all the burning debris? Well, yeah, they got to get the fires out. And then uh, Wednesday also called for rain and snow throughout the day the uh, sunshine on Thursday with a high of 32 degrees they're gonna have five million people at this one. Oh yeah they're gonna have the largest crowd ever will it top and, the Cubs parade you think eh, I don't know these estimates are always way way high but uh, I don't know they're gonna uh, gather on Broad Street and Pattison and head north to the art museum Uh, Well, just the
0: aerial shots last night after the game was unbelievable how many people were out downtown Philly. The
4: smartest guy down there was, did you see the video of the cop running around cheering and high-fiving everybody? And, you know, the cop, obviously an Eagles fan, excited as hell. And the best way to calm these lunatics down is to join them in the the party. If you start resisting them, they'll, uh, they'll go crazy. I, uh... I don't think they burned much, though. Right? They tipped oh, over a car. No, they!
0: You haven't seen the gas station video that I'm well, assuming. Well, they did
4: kind of destroy a gas station.
0: And there, there's no, there's been a, a a lot more than I think you're aware of. Well,
4: some people took advantage of a looting. They did a little looting. Yes. But uh, you know what? The hell you only. They had not won a championship for fifty-seven seasons. You got to have a little fun. I guess. Yeah. Well, you should have a little. But balance. the the young man Are eating the horse waste violence? was a bit Are we much. Have violence. Of course. I was going to say when the Vikings win the Super Bowl, but. It's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, probably not going to happen. But would we, uh, let's say, yeah, who knows? 10, 15 years from now, who knows what the mood of the country would be if they ever won it? But here's the deal with the Vikings they only got about 25 years, and then football's not going to exist. <laughs> you know, because no, no, I mean that. I mean, the, the the brats of America aren't playing it. Yeah.
0: You know? But there's always still going to be. It might not be the quality that it once was or is currently, but it's but still exists. As,
4: as long as you got abject drunkenness on Sundays it'll, and gambling. Give me something. It'll right. exist, right? Okay. One, two, three in the basketball ratings. Uh, you know, basketball is generally as predictable men's basketball as college basketball as any other sport, but... Villanova one, Virginia two, and Purdue three. Now Villanova's been up there in the last few years, mm-hmm. but that's kind of an odd threesome to be at the top of the rankings. Virginia's isn't it? been pretty solid the last couple of years. Yeah, they are, and they can. Tony Bennett, coach. Bill. Slow down, Dick Bennett's kid. What do you, no, why are you running so fast? 42. You don't need that layup. Bring it back out right. to the top, and right. let's pass it around for ten minutes. There's too many.
2: There's too many seconds left on the shot clock. Don't be shooting that ball. Yet. I watched a little bit of Purdue's game. Who would
0: they beat over the weekend? Was it? Uh, I forget who it was, but they are really good. I get uh,
4: once in a while people bring up the fact that I'm a little inaccurate on my predictions, but I, but I saw that one coming. I like liked them a lot.
0: Purdue, what? yeah, Purdue. Purdue. I remember yeah. you saying that. And yeah. this
4: kid, the this, the big guys, like monstrous. Yeah. Last year you had the other guys, Swanigan was Swanigan, one there last yeah. year. You had yeah, those two guys running into each other. But now you only got one big guy. So, and this, of course, was the highlight of the weekend. St. John's, the St. John's in New York, uh, had lost. Was a zero eleven in the Big East, 0-11 mm-hmm. in the Big East, had not won since before since December 16th. Oh, my God. Wow, Chris Mullen, what's going on? St. John's 81, Duke 77 at <coughs> Madison Square Garden on Saturday. We got what we deserved, Coach K said. <laughs> we weren't able to knock them out after we lost the first 12 rounds of a 15-round fight. Uh, didn't the Gophers beat these guys this year? Or was that last
2: year? St. John's? Year? I can't was recall. That last year? It might have been league? last year.
4: They'd lost 11. Now, I tell you, the Big East is my favorite conference mm-hmm, it, uh-huh. because there's 10 schools that don't care, don't care about anything else, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, but uh, they're 0-11 in the league and they beat Duke. That's got to be that's a bad enough loss for Krzyzewski to have back surgery. <laughs> Take himself out of the mm-hmm. action for a while? <laughs> Well, that's what he did one year. He had a terrible team. He had back surgery, and then poor, the late, great Pete Gaudet gets credit in their record book for all the losses.
0: Instead of Coach K. Coach K,
4: who bailed in about December when he knew he had a rotten team. (laughs) Remember Larry Ustachie? Yes. The uh, great Iowa State coach who got fired just because he was partying at the college fraternity Mm -hmm. with the (laughs) 18-year-olds at the... Where did he stay back? Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, someplace like that. I can't remember.
0: I just remember the photo, but I can't remember. Yeah, he was sitting
4: there drinking with him. Well, he's the Colorado State coach now. He's been there for quite some time. He probably succeeded Tim Miles, I would think, when Tim Miles went to Nebraska. I I would guess. He's been put on leave for the second second time since he's been out there. This does not involve conduct... with uh, young ladies or anything at dorm parties. This is uh, apparently he's a complete... Uh, he has created a culture of fear and intimidation in the 2013-14 investigation. That was the allegation. Uh, but he kept his job, and uh, apparently that's what's going on again now. The players are saying, wow. I don't
0: know. This is players. on the school. You get what you did. You, you hired this guy knowing he had this in, mm-hmm. his, in his past.
4: But again... As a believer in character issues, I've always kind of supported him, but I don't know if he'll make it this time. Hey, Ohio State, which is a surprisingly good basketball team with new coach Chris Holtman, another butler guy, uh, has uh, thrown starting guard Cam Williams off the team, at least suspended him indefinitely for violating team rules. Uh, He's been uh, averaging eight points a game. Uh and, and the Ohio State's uh, supposed to play Illinois, uh is that tonight? Are they playing them tonight? Yeah. And uh they gotta take him out of the lineup and Ohio State's the best surprise team of the Big Ten. I don't think anybody expected them to be here. That's good. They of course are uh, a step below Purdue. I watched uh who did I watch the other night? Indiana and Michigan State is really having a hard time handling the emotions of what's going on there. You think so, they yeah. Are, they are just, you can just see that they're, uh, they've managed to beat Indiana, but they let Indiana back in the game, and you can just see that they're not into it mentally. And Izzo, Bridges did something extremely stupid down the stretch, and Izzo went lipple. Mm. He went a little more short-tempered than I thought, too. So uh, he, He's not in any trouble, is he? Oh, Izzo? God, yes. You I think he's going to? Well, I'm not sure how bad it's going to get, but I think anybody who works in that athletic department, in football or basketball, is in trouble because that's where all the sexual, the alleged yeah. sexual assaults come from. Wow. All right, we'll be back and see if anybody has a daily complaint.
3: On the ride with Roycey. Let's hear the boys'
2: daily complaints. Oh, Manny, what do you got? Uh, it was actually exactly what we were talking about during the break there, sir. The Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> and Tyron Lue making the uh, the prediction that we're going to make the playoffs. That
4: was the goal when the year started, yeah, right?
2: Yeah, that was uh, the, the team that's been in the NBA Finals the last three years. The goal <laughs> is just to make the playoffs. Well,
4: yeah. talk about no-shows, man. Houston goes oh. in there and it was... I turned it over in the middle of the second quarter. It was already 25. I mean, they just killed them. They yeah. don't guard anybody, they, and they don't care.
2: They are 0-8 on national television this yes. year. Yes, now the, uh, 8.
4: now the Fighting Wolves are there on Wednesday night and then go to Chicago, right? To go to Chicago? For yes.
2: Friday? Yes, the, uh, for the the, Jimmy, uh, Butler's Jimmy Butler's return. return to Chicago. And That's correct.
4: since uh, Chris Dunn started playing lousy, they've started losing. Uh, they've lost seven yeah. out of eight. Or
2: they do have Zach Levine back, and I guess yes. he's doing okay. So
4: Although he's not shooting a high percentage. No, he's shooting. But he's, he's not. shooting. <laughs> he, yes. is shooting. He, is, he is shooting.
0: Reavers, what do you got? Uh, Randy Moss was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame yes. on uh, Saturday, which was fantastic news for all of us that uh, really loved him and the Vikings growing up. But I I'm mad at myself for not being there to hear this. This is from Mark Craig of the Starch Moon, your colleague. Yeah, I'm going to bat for Randy, knowing he never liked media, but he was entertaining in his defiance. One year, he had a dog at training camp. A reporter asked, "What kind of dog it was?" Randy said, "Quote Nanya. Reporter said, "What kind of dog is that?" Randy said, "Nuna, damn business." <laughs> God, I love Randy Moss. Craig, uh, it
4: was up to Craig to make the. Uh, oh, the presentation. the presentation! Sure, sure. because he replaced sit on the on the committee? He's the Twin Cities guy, but he didn't really take much. Randy so, Moss, you know, great. Yeah, right. Randy Moss. Here's the numbers, and he, you know, he was an idiot, but not that bad. How, d- do we I'll ever? tell you what, made it easier for him, and everybody agrees. The TV, the ESPN
0: yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yes. heavens! Yeah, absolutely.
4: his image completely by being on.
0: How come we don't find out like the percentage like we do with baseball?
4: You well, know, because it's a much more private group. Okay, they complain about baseball being private, but the the football thing so, is much
2: worse. Sure. Who is gonna introduce Randy in Canton?
4: Uh my guess is Chili. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or uh no, who's uh, our buddy? Uh the restaurant.
4: Oh, he, Gus Canucci. Gus Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. well, uh, Gus will tater, cater the party for him.
0: Gus would do it in two seconds. Yes, you know yes, he I would. Think, I think Joe Buck would be great. Oh, too. my God. God Joe Buck would be good, too. Uh, what's your daily complaint, sir?
4: My daily complaint is that uh, when the Super Bowl comes back in 26 years, i got to live to be as old as Sid to see it. I, mean, I don't think I'll. You realize that Sid... Was 72 the last time we had a Super Bowl here, and now he's still here? It's unbelievable. Hey, I,
0: we'll but, get you. We'll get you inside,
2: sir.
4: Mm-hmm. Get <laughs> <laughs> me a statue. Can you give me a statue?
2: <laughs> we'll get you one. All right.
4: Old number nine signing <laughs> off here. I already changed my Twitter handle. <laughs> this
3: holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you.